You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Wrestling World. As always, I'm your host, Austin Boyer. Before we get into tonight's episode, a few quick podcast shoutouts. Okay, guys, first check out the Cult Film Companion podcast, the Manic Pixie Weirdo podcast, the Fan in the Van podcast, the Crime Divers podcast, the Sense of Shelf podcast, the Two Mexicans, One Mike podcast, the Heel Truth, check out the Southbridge podcast, the Cigar Store Idiots podcast, your Daily Writing Habit hosted by Christine, check out the I Seen It podcast, check out my favorite teachers, the Fandalorians, check out the Hashing It Out podcast. Check out the Geek Gauntlet Podcast, the Augusto All Elite Podcast, the Smoker's Lounge Premium 6 Podcast, Kimi's Tea of the Day, 8750 Podcast hosted by Yeti Yeef, the Air Quote Law Pod, the Dirty Hills Podcast, the Suns and Shadows Cast, Decaying with the Boys, I Scream, You Screen for Movies, The Two Men, No Hope Podcast, The Story of My Pet, The Haunted Tells Podcast, Quad Pro Quo Podcast, Films and Firm Nation Podcast, Blog Access One-on-One, and last but not least, Bold Talk by Joe and the Mr. Gentleman's Podcast. Be sure to check all those podcasts out on Spotify, Anchor, Apple, Good Pods, and wherever you stream your podcast. All right, guys. Now, well, first, I want to wish you guys a happy Monday. And every Monday, we do a new episode. Now, in between, we might do a new breaking episode, whatever, depending on the latest wrestling news. But this episode that we are going to do tonight on this beautiful Monday, we are going to talk about who the better heel is between Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns. As we both know, they're doing some great heel work. But who's the better of the two? Now... Most of you might say, well, Roman Reigns, 
is the double champion right now. He's the better of the two. Okay. But not necessarily. Because while I like Roman Reigns, I do have a different opinion. But before you decide who you think the better hill is, we have to look at Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins individually as characters. And we have to look at their careers, their accomplishments, and what they are doing now. Now, like I said, most of you might consider Roman Reigns the top heel in the company. And that's pretty much true. Maybe to WWE, but not to everybody. When you look at Roman Reigns' career, for the majority of Roman Reigns' career, he was booked as a babyface. And possibly, he was pushed way too far, way too quick. And many of you will probably agree. Because when Roman Reigns was a babyface, he was shoved down our throats constantly in the beginning when John Cena left. After John Cena left, WWE's goal was to find the next John Cena. And that they did in Roman Reigns. They saw something in Roman Reigns that nobody else did. And they saw potential. They saw their next big star. But did the fans see it that way? Not exactly. And like I said, he was shoved down our throats week after week, every Monday, whether it was on TV, commercials, articles, whatever, Twitter, you, know, you name it, he was on it. And yes, he's booked as a babyface. But because Roman Reigns was so hated, he was a, fa a heel to most of the fans. So while he was being booked as a babyface, he was booed out of every arena. And, you know, WWE, they tried so hard to get Roman over as a babyface, and it just did not work. They tried everything. But they never succeeded. And things only managed to get worse for Roman Reigns after he beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. That's when the boos got louder. That's when fans stopped watching WWE. So, you have to consider Roman Reigns one of the most hated guys in WWE around that time. Probably more hated 
than anyone in the business around that time. Should WWE, excuse me, should WWE have booked him as a heel during that time? Of course. If they were going to do it, then would have been the time. Because that's when people wanted to boo Roman. Getting him over as a babyface just didn't work. The more logical thing to do would be turn him heel. Give people a reason to boo him. It would make sense. But he was constantly shoved down our throats even after. And it continued and continued. Okay, so now, now COVID hits. And Roman Reigns is taken off of TV. Because as many of you may know, Roman Reigns had cancer. For real, it was not a storyline. The man actually had cancer. So for his safety, they taken him off of TV because the last thing he wants to get is COVID after beating cancer. And WWE was right by doing so. So, no, so now, after months of Roman Reigns disappearing from WWE and not being on television, he returns. During a match with Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman, he's a heel now. And most of us couldn't believe it. Roman Reigns is finally a heel. We can finally boo this guy. After months and months of wanting to boo Roman Reigns and requesting that they turn Roman heel, now we finally get what we want. But now it's like things are reversed. Everybody loves Roman as a heel. Why? Simply because Roman has put the work in. When they first turned Roman heel, I was concerned about Roman's promo skills. Because to me, that's something Roman lacked as a babyface. How could Roman get over as a heel with his promos? I didn't think it was possible. But Romans improved. And having Paul Heyman by his side now in the bloodline, it makes it ten times better. Even if Roman Reigns did not have the bloodline, even if he just had Paul Heyman, that would still be good. When I look at Roman Reigns as a heel, the man got the look. He got the physique, he got the mic work, he has everything to be the total package. Now that's the difference between him and Seth Rollins. Roman Reigns is this tough guy heel. He doesn't have to get on the mic constantly to be a heel. He could just be that big, broad, tough guy type heel. 
to where Seth Rollins is the loudmouth heel. And Seth Rollins, when he first became heel, turning on the shield, he was this cocky, arrogant heel who aligned himself with Triple H. But I think that's where Seth Rollins shined the most. And for a while, you know, Seth Rollins was the guy. Before Roman, Seth Rollins was the one. He was the top guy. He was chosen to be the first one to turn heel against the Shield. Because like Roman, WWE saw potential in Seth Rollins to be the next heel. Because at the time, they needed a top heel. They needed something to shock the WWE Universe. And what better way to do that than to split up the Shield? Nobody saw it coming. So was Seth Rollins the right pick to make Hill and turn on the Shield? Because keep in mind, they could have picked Roman. They could have picked John Moxley, who was Dean Ambrose at the time. They could have picked anybody. But they picked Seth because, much like Roman, Seth has the it factor. He has everything qualified to be a hill. But when you look at Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, we have to keep in mind, these are two different hills. Roman is the tough hill. The head of the table. And like I said, he doesn't have to get on the mic to prove he's a hill. His body language shows it all. Seth Rollins, he's the type of heel who likes to be loud on the mic. At least his current character is. You know, I wasn't a fan of the Monday Night Messiah gimmick with Seth Rollins. Back when he was the architect Seth Rollins, when he first turned heel... I thought it was great. But when he was the Messiah during the pandemic era, I couldn't get behind it. And to be honest, whenever they first gave him this new gimmick, you know, with him walking around in these suits and being this loud mouth heel, you know, doing the mind games of Cody, at the, in the beginning, I wasn't for it. But it grew on me. And when you think of how many times Seth Rollins has put Cody over and how many times he's put other people over as a heel, you got to give Seth Rollins credit. Because he did this as a babyface too. But as a heel, you know, he, he's doing great. Seth Rollins' current character, I think, is awesome. And as much as I love the architect gimmick that he had back in the day, I actually like this gimmick better. I think it fits Seth Rollins better. Because everybody knows Seth Rollins can cut a promo as a heel. To where with Roman, 
we weren't really sure of because keep in mind, this is Roman Reigns' first time being heel in WWE. To where Seth Rollins, he's been a heel a few times in WWE. But does that make Seth Rollins the better heel? No. Does that make Roman Reigns the better heel? Maybe. But just because he's holding the belts does not make Roman Reigns the better heel. Like I said, he might be the better heel to WWE, and they might see him as their, you know, big heel and their their top heel. But you've got to think Seth Rollins is up there. And while WWE has guys like Austin Theory, you know, and they have Chad Gable and Otis, who really aren't top heels, but I'm just throwing them in there. When they have their Veer Mahans and all these big names, you know, their Omos. They have all these guys. You gotta think that Seth Rollins is above them all with his work. Because he is just a step above everybody else in my opinion. The man can talk. Now, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns both have similar accomplishments. They're both the former champions. They've won several titles. But in my honest opinion, guys, if I had to pick between the two, I would say Seth Rollins is the better heel. Because the guy is just, he can talk. And when you are a heel, promo skills are a big part of it. I'm not saying Roman Reigns isn't a good heel. Of course, he is a good heel. He plays his part very well. But there is a difference between the two. Seth Rollins, in my opinion, is a much better talker than Roman Reigns. But that takes you back to Roman Reigns' gimmick. Like I said, Roman Reigns doesn't have to talk. Much like Brock Lesnar didn't have to talk to be a heel. We've seen Roman Reigns cut promos as a heel a few times. Maybe even more than a few. And his promos are good as a heel. But I think by a point, I think Seth Rollins got him. And if there's anybody who needs to beat Roman for the title, for the double strap, I've said it before, it should be Seth Rollins. Given the history with the Shield, given their past rivalry, it would make so much more sense. Now, of course, they're not going to do Hill versus Hill, but Seth Rollins could work both, babyface and Hill. Now, I have heard rumors of Roman Reigns turning babyface soon. I don't believe that to be true, though, because he is on fire as a heel right now. 
with not only himself and Paul Heyman, but the bloodline as well. And the bloodline looks amazing. And they are adding new members. We've seen Solo debut on the main roster. Sami Zayn is an honorary oos, and you got to give credit to Sami Zayn. He's an amazing heel right now. He's doing a solid job at the part he's playing. Sami Zayn doesn't have to try to be that heel. He he doesn't have to try to be a good heel. He's just he's good at what he does, and I enjoy what they're doing with him right now. Sami Zayn is that obnoxious type heel. You know he he is sort of like the Miz. You know the Miz is a obnoxious type heel. But Sami Zayn, there's just something about him I like. So, but like I said, I, I think Seth Rollins is the better heel in my opinion. I just, I feel like Seth Rollins just, he has an edge over Roman. And that's not in-ring skill. Maybe by maybe by a bit, you know, Seth Rollins can can do some good stuff, you know. Roman Reigns can for his size too. As many people criticize Roman Reigns for his in ring skill, Roman Reigns can put on a good match. We've seen it before. Roman Reigns definitely puts on a better match than Brock Lesnar or Goldberg or anybody like that. So, but I definitely think Seth Rollins is up there. And if if push come to shove, he should be the one to beat Roman. Not Logan Paul. Not a rumored return of Goldberg. Not even Braun Strowman, in my opinion. You know, uh, as much as a Braun Strowman versus Roman would make sense, I would much rather see Seth beat Roman. Because like I said, you got to give credit to Seth. Not only has he done amazing work as a heel, but he done a hell of a job putting Cody over. When Cody was injured at Hell in a Cell, before that, you know, he's, he's lost to Cody a few times. He put Kevin Owens over as a babyface, and he's put several others over. You know, the fiend Bray Wyatt, he put over at Hell in a Cell, big time. While that match was trash, Seth Rollins did what he could under that horrible red lighting. They both did what they could. But you got to give credit to Seth Rollins for, for being put in the situations that he's put in. And yeah, maybe he should be booked better. Maybe he should be booked a little bit better. And I think he has been recently under Triple H to where under Vince, I do think he was booked a little bad. But I, I do enjoy this feud he's having with Matt Riddle right now. I think the backstage segments of them fist fighting are great. The in-ring promo stuff is good. The backstage promo stuff is good. The matches are even better. Um, I do like what they're doing. I, I, I did enjoy that first match they had. And I did say before that this is an ongoing feud. This will not end. So that's what we're getting. And I, th- I think we're getting Riddle versus Seth Rollins at Extreme Rules. If I if I do believe so, or maybe that could be a crown jewel. I know crown jewel is just around the corner. Honestly, I can't keep track of the pay per views anymore. They 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 have them so close together. They're promoting extreme roles, but they're also promoting crown jewel. 
the same. So, I don't know. I don't feel they should be promoting Crown Jewel, being it's not here yet, but it is what it is. You know, they should be just promoting one at a time. I think it kind of confuses the fans of what of what event is next, like myself. There's definitely a feeling they're more focused on Crown Jewel than they are Extreme Rules, but that's my opinion. But the good thing about Extreme, extreme Rules this year is that every match type has an extreme stipulation to where the previous match types back then did not. We've seen maybe one or two Extreme Rules matches in the last previous pay-per-views that we've seen on WWE. Okay, now that's changed. Now the pay-per-view has meaning again. So the fans will be getting what they paid for. The viewers watching home will be getting, you know, what they paid to see. So that's a good thing, at least. Now, you know, um, as for what could happen in either of these pay-per-views, Extreme Rules or Crown Joel, we've been getting a lot of these White Rabbit theories. And I talked about this in my Bray Wyatt or Karen Cross episode. You know, I talked about whether it could be Barry Wyatt or Karen Cross. I honestly don't know. But I also had another theory to this. With extreme rules just around the corner, and Edge being away again, could all these teases and QR codes be for Edge? It's possible. Being that WWE has done it before for Edge when he was out the first time. All the vignettes they had on Raw before. And then Edge returned for just a few short weeks and now he's taken out again. So it does make you wonder. It does make you think, you know, Edge Edge gets taken out and all of a sudden White Rabbit QR codes are all over... WWE. If th- if this is all for Edge, guys, then this will be just a big waste of time. Because did it really make much sense for WWE to, to air all those vignettes for Edge just to bring him back and to take him just for a few short weeks? Now he's out again. Did it make sense then? No. Does it make sense? Would it make sense now? No. Does a white rabbit have anything to do with Edge? I don't think so. Does this theme song have anything to do with Edge? I don't think so. Does the word petricide have anything to do with Edge? The word petricide, when you look it up, it means killing your father. It has nothing to do with Edge, but it could have something to do with Bray Wyatt. In an old FCW promo, Bray Wyatt, in the beginning development of his character, Bray Wyatt, in an old FCW promo, talked about his father and how he hated his father and how he wanted to kill his father. 
So we know Bray Wyatt as a complicated character. We know that Bray Wyatt is a puzzle. A puzzle everyone is trying to solve on Twitter. He's always been like this. So it does make sense. The White Rabbit. And everything else being for Bray Wyatt. And the White Rabbit especially because. Keep in mind. His old Firefly Funhouse gimmick. The White Rabbit symbolizes to me. Ramble and Rabbit. And what did Ramble and Rabbit symbolize? Ramble and Rabbit symbolized all of Bray Wyatt's promos when he would ramble on and on as the Eater of Worlds character. Huskus the Pig Boy symbolizes Husky Harris. Mercy the Buzzard also symbolizes Bray Wyatt's Eater of Worlds gimmick. While Abby the Witch she obviously symbolizes Sister Abigail. Vince McMahon being the evil boss in the Firefly Funhouse. I don't know what's going to happen. We've we've seen some obvious clues from Rollins Smackdown. We've seen 923 appear on Twitter in the QR codes. And the next clue will be tonight on Monday Night Raw. So whether this is for Karrion Cross or Bray Wyatt, I don't know. But it's going to be interesting. We'll just have to wait and see. Regardless of who it's for though, guys, I do like this. I do think it's interesting. I like the Triple H just keeping the fans on their toes. So even if this is for Bray Wyatt, Karen Cross, or even Edge, you gotta admit it's been fun. But I will be honest, if it's for Edge, then this will be a big waste of time. I know a lot of people are gonna be let down. But all in all, even if I am disappointed, I will say it's been fun. And I do hope that WWE continues to do this as time goes on. I have a feeling it's for Bray Wyatt. I really do. And I know I've said that a lot in this podcast. I know I, I get my hopes up every time, much like every Bray Wyatt fan on Twitter, YouTube, whatever. But I, I really don't think it's for Karrion Cross, judging by this past Friday. When McIntyre proposed that strap match, Karen Cross had the same entrance, same look to him. I don't see them changing Karen Cross's gimmick anytime soon. I don't think it makes sense. As for Edge, I don't see why they would give him air all these vignettes again and get the fans' hopes up for nothing. I don't see that happening under Triple H. But who knows? We'll just have to see what happens tonight on Monday Night Raw. And check it out. But it's, it's, it's definitely been the talking point of what's been going on. Alright guys, before we move on to the next subject, I want to talk to you guys about the, the Newsly app. 
All right, guys, Newsly is an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. It picks up the most trending articles on the web on topics you choose at any given moment and reads to you in a natural human voice. The entire web becomes listenable for the first time all in one place. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. Start listening. You can follow any topic as specific as you like from sports, tech, business, science, Bitcoin, or even the Kardashian. It will find you the latest articles and read them to you aloud. And they have podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 80 countries. The Newsly podcast is there too. I started using it as my default podcast app. They even have digital radio. Download and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me or from the link that I post in the description. And use promo code WRESTLINGWO and receive one month free premium subscription. Again, guys, my promo code is WRESTLINGWO and that will also be in the description. And the Newsly link will also be in the description. So if you guys use my promo code, you will receive one month free on Newsly. So definitely check that out, guys. And it's a big help for those who do. But, um, yeah, guys, there's a lot going on. I know there's been a lot of AEW releases, a lot of people asking for the release, Malachi Black being one of them, Buddy Murphy rumored to be the next. Now, we know Malachi Black and Buddy Murphy were big names in WWE. Whether they could go to WWE again, I don't know. I'm shocked of their release. I know um, Malachi Black was, was big in Dark Order. I don't know what happened with that. Buddy Murphy wasn't there very long in AEW. It seems like he just arrived not long ago, and now he's gone. So this this dates back to what I said about Tony Khan. You know, I'm a, I like Tony Khan. You know, but I've said in the beginning, Tony Khan has a stacked deck. He's signing everybody, and I I said earlier in my podcast and and earlier later episodes, I said. Will this be a problem for Tony? He's he's has a packed roster. He obviously can't get everybody on the show at once. And I even said, you know, should he split the roster up, much like Raw and SmackDown, but do it Dynamite and Rampage? Have certain stars on Rampage, certain stars on Dynamite, split them up. So now. Tony Khan is facing all these problems, you know, the CM Punk incident and the Elite and uh, all these releases, people requesting their release. And I know there's, I think there's been more other than Malachi Black and Buddy Murphy, but I will further research this and let you know. But I'm, I'm not as shocked about Malachi Black, but I am shocked about Buddy Murphy because I, I felt he, he was a good fit in AEW. And the way he was booked in WWE, I felt he could have been booked better. And I thought that he'd be both better in AEW. But apparently both stars were unhappy. Malachi and Buddy. 
So I don't know. They both are great talents. I enjoy watching them both. Malachi Black and Buddy uh, Murphy had had some great matches in WWE. I think a lot of Malachi Black's matches, I think the ones you should highlight the most are the ones he had with Buddy Murphy because they were some great matches. As for them, you know, going back to WWE, I don't know. You know, we will find out a lot that could happen in the next few weeks, guys. A lot that could happen tomorrow. What will the white what will the white rabbit do next? Will we get some more QR codes? Will we get a big return? You know Triple H has something in store for us for Monday. We know the latest clues um, bring us to Monday. So what's going to happen? Hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode. I um, really appreciate you guys listening. Who do you guys think the better heel is? I say Seth Rollins. What are you guys' thoughts? I'll be posting this on Twitter. Follow me at AustinBoyer25. I'm also on the Good Pods app, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and anywhere you stream your podcast. And so are the podcasts that I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, so be sure to check them out. Have a great day, guys. God bless, and I'll see you guys next Monday. Goodbye.